Warning, this show is a put together by morons. Listen if you want, I don't give a shit. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a day that ends in Y, and it's time for Wise Cracking with Winter. I hope you're enjoying the holiday season as much as I am. This is a band called The Issue, and the song is Carol of the Bells. If you'd like to listen to the whole thing, it's on YouTube. The channel name is The Issue. I'm going to play a little more for you here. All right, on with the show. We're missing just 10 this week, so you're going to have to settle for good old producer Paul. Good evening, Paul. How's it going? Hey, good. How are you, Mike? <laughs> good. Great. Are we going to talk in the, the entire show like a couple of 70s game hosts, game show hosts? Well, I don't see why not. <laughs> we can. You know why? Maybe we're in a great mood because there's no just ten. Oh. <laughs> uh, no just ten. Did Krusty the Clown ever host a game show? I don't know, but he should have. Well, come I mean, he had a show, but was it a game? I think he had games on the show. He definitely had game. He did have game. So what's going on? What's going on in your world? How's the producing biz treating you? Uh, you know, I've I had a couple of side projects that have been trying to get going and taking up a lot of time, but uh, they, you know, they're kind of stalled out right now. You know how it is when you're in the the podcast game. It's a lot more work than people see, you know, from the outside. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I get it. I, I totally get it. Are you trying to expand your brand a little bit and produce a couple other shows on the side, or what's going on? Yeah, you know, I, I can't say too much about these other projects right now. There's confidentiality agreements with talent. You know how that goes. Oh, I totally understand. Don't want to put the cart before the horse or anything like that. But, you know, we'll see if something comes to fruition. Could be uh, could be something your your listeners would be interested in as well. So, well, I'm glad we'll you're, keep you posted on that. I'm glad you're busy at work uh, producing other shows and setting up other projects. But uh, how's ours doing? You know, uh, the numbers actually 
They're really actually down. They're fucking down. The, uh, the last few months, yeah. I've been beating my head against the wall for this goddamn show. I've been putting out episodes every week. Some weeks, we're putting out two. I'm producing little 15-second clips and putting them on our brand new YouTube channel that you can check out. That's Wise Cracking with Winter on YouTube. We also have a oh a TikTok channel now where I put little clips up on there. So I'm really working hard to push the brand. And you're telling me that the numbers are going down? They are. They've been going down over the last couple months, you know? I mean, I know we don't usually, like, disclose actual numbers, you know, for security reasons and and uh, whatnot. But, I mean, we've seen, seen a real drop-off of... At times, uh, we've lost sometimes 70-plus percent of our audience. 70 fucking percent? Yeah. 70%? We can't afford to lose 70%. We got Cranky Yankee. We're going to lose him. I know. There's, the corn dog batter is going to... The, the pipeline is going to dry up. Well, my sponsors what, aren't going to stand. What, what will we dip our wieners in if that happens? I don't know. But I know my sponsors aren't going to stand for that crap. So, 70%, huh? Well, what do you think the reason is? You're the producer. You're staring at these numbers every day, chewing on a pencil. What's going on? I don't know. I mean, what have we done differently? You know, we've been doing NFL picks consistently most most every week. And... uh We've settled in probably over the last couple months of, you know, you and I, and then usually uh, just 10 joining us on the picks. And so I don't know what's the common denominator there that, well, I mean, because when we had more audience in the past, you were always on. Yeah, I was always here. I was often on. I'd say about 90% of the time you were on. But Justin wasn't on. No, he wasn't. But he has been on pretty consistently the last couple months. You know what? He couldn't be on tonight because he was too tired from snow plowing. Yeah. I don't well, we get all that. appreciate the work out there, right? Well, yeah, of course I appreciate the work. Driving I mean, around, pushing the lever to make the plow go down. Well, who doesn't appreciate that? I mean, but how many homes is he selling driving the old plow truck? Is he taking clients out to houses in the middle of the night? I don't know. I mean, if you don't plow the the driveways, customers aren't going to be able to get up there to see the house, I guess, right? Well, that is A-plus service. If he went out and bought himself a plow truck just to make sure that his uh, customers can get in and see these homes safely, because you don't want them falling in the driveway or slipping on the sidewalk for god's sakes so right i mean if you got a listing you got to get that driveway and sidewalk cleared off (laughs) so the buyers can get in there he said he put in over 30 hours of plowing in the last couple days in the last 24 hours oh (laughs) i would yeah I, I, i don't see how that's possible but maybe in the last couple days so he's only had 18 hours of free time Probably to close all his orders or yeah, purchase agreements or whatever you guys say you do. 
Yeah, have you seen uh have you seen anything pop up on the J and J Dynasty channel? You know, I haven't been following it too closely because I've been designing our own YouTube channel. I mean, we're fair. We give them a plug every week. But it's not really my job to check his numbers. But are they going through the roof? What's going on with uh, J&J, Dynasty? Are they blowing up? I don't know. I I haven't looked at those. (laughs) I thought you were in charge of uh, looking for new posts and... Catching the stats there. No, Just Ten is in charge of his own website. That's not my job. Oh, right. I, I wear enough hats. I don't need to be worried about that, too. Well, you know what? I, I guess we'll see. What if, uh, I was going to say, what if uh, now without Just Ten, we lose another chunk of our audience? Then I don't know. I don't know anymore. We've got to have the fans that are sticking by us week in and week out. Share this show with their friends. Tell them to check it out on YouTube. Ch- tell them to go over to TikTok and watch a couple of short videos. I don't know. But if this shit, if this shit keeps up, you can uh, bet your bottom euro that we'll be losing Cranky Yankee. And then I don't know if we can keep the lights on. Right. Have you, uh, have you looked into the old mailbag recently? Um, the one on the website? Right. I haven't checked it because usually it's full of Russian spam. It's what? It's full of Russian spam. Like it's all in Russian. And I I don't have time to translate all that. Oh, right. I gotcha. So what's what's in the mailbag? We're back with J&J's Dynasty. All right. Well, the latest update is J&J Dynasty-NFL has four subscribers. And the latest uh, video is from a year ago, and it's got 26 views. Jesus Christ. That's your J&J Dynasty-NFL update. Yeah, dumb bastard. I'll tell you what. Let me tell you what. On the Wise Kraken with Winter YouTube channel... I put up a little 15-second yeah. short of me and our good pal Woody and my daughter Emma at a sports bar checking out the Vikings game. And that video has 1,400 views. Oh, wow. So where you at? J&J Dynasty! I see that now. Yeah, 1,400 views. I thought you were making that up. No. No, I'm not making 16 it 16-year-old daughter player hating. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do more things like that. I think the audio clips that we're pulling out. I think we had a couple of short videos on TikTok, and they each had about mm, eight, 900 views. Just little clips from the show. Yeah. And how many views is uh, J&J Dynasty? getting per episode uh last check was 26 views <laughs> well the young man is killing it what can you say yeah yeah i was just uh rifling through the old mailbag here and i i saw 
a little letter that you might be interested in. Would you like to hear it? Sure, yeah, go right ahead. It says, Dear Wise Kraken, big fan, longtime listener. I enjoy the NFL picks, but I've noticed recently that Just 10 seems to have lost his confidence. What's up with that? Lost his confidence? Yeah, it's from John in Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, Dear John, I'm not sure why Just 10 lost his confidence. Confidence in making picks because he's at the bottom? I don't know. That's all it says. It says he lost his confidence. Sounds like he lost his confidence. Hmm. I ain't sure. I ain't sure. I don't know. Are there any more? Uh, let's see. See if I can search for Justin. Well, this one says Justin. It says, hey, guys. Love the show. Even when you guys suck at picking NFL games, still appreciate the comments and insights. But what's up with Justin? He sucks. Yeah, no shit. What ha- what what happened to Brian? Oh. That's from Dave in Iowa. Dave in Iowa. I'm actually heading down to Iowa this weekend. Maybe I'll yeah. try to find Dave. Yeah. Do you know a Dave down there? Uh not that I can I I don't no, I don't think I know a Dave, but maybe I'll run into Dave. Yeah, you never know. I mean, there aren't that many Iowans. No, there's not that many Iowegians out there. It's mostly all just corn, small town, corn, small town, corn, small town. So, I don't know. We'll see. Is there any more or just a couple? There's one more that comes up when I search just him. Okay. It says... Hello, gang. I love the show. I love some parts of it more than others. But, hey, you can't love everything. Uh, Yada, yada. There's a bunch of nonsense. It says, what does it say about you? Where is it? It says, hey, I I like the sound of that Justin's voice. But then I started listening to the actual words that he was saying, and I vomited my mouth a little bit. I don't give a screw. Dang. Dang. That's from from Lisa in Minnesota. Well, that's pretty scathing. Um, I'd call Justin up now, but I don't want to wake him. He's had a busy day of plowing and selling houses. I guess we'll have to address that. The next time he's on the air, we're going to have to be very tough on him. There, there will be a lot of brow beating coming Just Ten's way, for sure. So he can look forward to that. So I hope he's playing this episode on his tape deck or whatever he's got in his plow truck <laughs> tomorrow. I hope he doesn't get too depressed. I mean, he got some uh, really got some negative feedback. There. Well, he's got to step it up. He's got to step it up, right? I mean, yeah. every episode that the Big G was on, the numbers soared. Every episode that Emma was on, the numbers were always higher than normal. Every one that you and I did over seven and a half years, they were pretty steady and they went up over the years. But then we got this just 10 issue. 
now. And I, I'm so just it not seems. Sure so I guess to, we'll see what the we'll see what the numbers do this week. Yeah, I'm not sure what to tell the young man. I guess we will just have to see what what happens. So yeah, hey, speaking of the G, where where is he at? Is he flown uh, the coop for the winter or what? Yeah, he's headed on down to Texas to go live his best life, YOLO and all that, right? I guess. So what's the chance of getting a big G sports report this uh, winter season? Ain't doing it. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I could just try calling him randomly one of these days. I do know for sure that we can't be calling him at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night because there's no way he's going to be answering the phone. No, is he turning in early these days or what? I think he's in his old Betty. I mean, he, the, the big man is going to be 76 years old tomorrow. So, yeah. you know, he likes to get to bed by about 10 o'clock, get up at 5.30, eat a little breakfast, go back to bed till about 9 o'clock, and then <laughs> then meet the day. He eats breakfast and then goes back to bed. That's his thing. That's, that's what uh, that's need what that they, extra that's what energy to get, the, get those last three hours of sleep in. I guess that's just <laughs> what he's used to, and that's what he does. Okay. It works for him. I mean, he's still ticking and still going strong, so... There's yeah. no sense in uh, fucking with his program. In the subject. So, oh. <laughs> are you playing the YouTube video? <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, expect uh, Woods to come out right away. Okay. All right. Well, That's quite a great montage of your video and whatever came after it. That's YouTube.com. Uh, search Wisecracking with Winner. There you go. And you can't miss it. Well, is there anything else you want to touch on before we hit the old football picks? Besides Cranky Yankee Corn Dogs. Hey, I ordered a bag from Cranky Yankee because I ran through Did the last add- one. I ran through my free one, so I, I ordered up a bag. It's in the mail. It's in the post on the way now, here. Now, how many, how many corn dogs do you think you got out of that? How many, how many wieners were you able to dip in there? I think about 20. I think you can dip your wick in there about 20 times. 20 wieners in one bag, huh? 20 wieners all in That's- one big bag wide bag and that that's quite a number it is a pretty healthy number yeah and that bag is worn out when you're done i'll tell you that do you now how do, do, do you need to i mean can you do that over time or do you need to kind of put all the wieners in there at the same time like in a short interval or can you kind of just put one in today one tomorrow one the next day you don't want to do too many at once i'd say maybe 10 any more than that, you're going to rip it. Okay. And then you're going to have mix all over the place. And that's not what you're paying for. When you're paying for these cranky Yankee corn dog kits, you want to get every delicious bit of batter out of that bag. So you just take your time, friends, and don't go crazy. Don't be sticking 
15 dogs in that bag at once because, you know, you're, I guarantee you're, you're going to rip it or stretch it and you're not going to want to stick any more in there. So that's Cranky Yankee Corn Dogs. You can find them at Cranky, is it CrankyYankee.ie, right? No, it's just CornDogs.ie. Oh, CornDogs, excuse me, CornDogs.ie. What are you working with over there? You got like a little fry daddy or what? Yeah, I got a fry daddy. Yeah, so you get them all nice and deep fried. Get that nice, nice crispy brown exterior. Yeah, I throw a little carnival music on in the background while I'm doing it. Make me feel like I'm at the state fair. <laughs> exactly. You know, I should try to find uh, some carnival music the next Corndogs. Ie. Yes, sir. And hey, last week checked, they had uh, one color of uh, t-shirts available. I'm sure they're reordering because you know they the uh, proprietor is a uh, loyal listener, so. If he wasn't already aware after last week's show, he knows he needed to restock his inventory. I'm sure he's all over that. More than likely. I found some carnival music, circus theme song stuff. Let's see what this is. Oh, yeah, this is nice. It's like that big top music. So yeah, it looks like the, the red and brown t-shirts are still on back order, but I mean, the classic uh, mustard yellow is, I think, what everybody wants. Oh, that's the one I've got. That's my crank, cranky Yankee shirt. So yeah. if you want to feel like you're in a circus or one of those traveling carnivals year-round... Just get yourself some cranky Yankee corn dogs and fire this shit up in the background. And you can say, step right up, get your corn dog here, get your Ireland corn dog here, friends. Only two dollars. Step right up. That's corndogs.ie, cranky Yankee corn dogs, my friends. All right, that's that. <laughs> Very nice. That was that was uh, as uh, didn't didn't they used to say at the uh, what was that at the end of your show? Well, that was really something. Yeah, that was an old Mitch to producer line. We got to connect with the old producer tonight. That was fun. Oh yeah, he had some technical difficulties. Uh, well, he's the it IT delayed us from yeah. recording this. Yeah, he's the IT expert around here. Well, not anymore. I guess you are, but when we run in the <laughs> when we run in the snags, it's it's nice to reach out to old Mitch. That was nice of him to help us out and take a break from his busy evening. Yeah, he was very responsive. He was timely. He was. That was great. So shout okay, out. shout out to Mitch, Mitchy Mitch. Merry Christmas. We love you still. And uh, keep on trucking, buddy. <laughs> keep on trucking. Yeah, happy Hanukkah, big guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey, you want to do some football picks? Yeah, let's do that. Um, maybe you should go over how we did last week first, though. Yeah, so 
I recall I had had a couple of uh, rough weeks in the past. Turned it around a bit last week. Uh, basically, bottom line, just 10 was 7-5, and five, which was a, a nice turnaround for him. Maybe that'll boost his confidence and uh, put a little pep in his step, so to speak. Uh, I was 8-4, and four, which was a total reversal from previous weeks for me. Hey, good for you. And you were 7-5. and five. I keep just finishing like at 500 that. or a couple over. Yeah, well, if you can stay a couple over, I mean, you can make money that way. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, I've added it up. I've <laughs> lost $140 so far this year. Well, maybe not 140 because I think I won one. So why don't we just round it down to 100 Okay. I keep doing these parlay picks with you. And, like, last week I hit two out of three. The week before I'll hit, like, I think it was three out of four. It's extremely frustrating. Yeah, parlays are tough. I mean, it's a feast of famine. Well, I'm living on bread and water, so I got to hit one of these bitches. Yeah. You don't want to give up now because you're probably due, you know? I am due. Of course, see, now without that third picker this week, like, we could have a lot of locks. Yeah. You and I might agree on we're gonna have to do a ten game parlay. <laughs> I guess. Why not, right? We might hit it and win a lot of money. Who knows? Uh, it would be a lot of money, for sure. Alright, you ready to start picking? Yeah, dude, let's pick it. Let's pick it like a hey, nose. Let me, let me tell you something. I uh I actually I made a wager on San Francisco during the game tonight, which just included a few minutes ago, and uh, when San Francisco was up twenty-one to six, I took the the Niners plus, or I'm sorry, minus twelve and a half. And then Seattle did score a touchdown with like three minutes left to get within eight. And then it looked like the Niners were just going to try to you know run out the clock, and the guy for the Niners, I'm not even sure, I wasn't paying that close of attention. I don't think it wasn't McCaffrey. I don't know if it was I forget who the other running back is they have now. But anyway, he he broke free and he was in the clear and I was like, oh this is what I need. Give me this late garbage touchdown for the Niners to cover. And he got knocked out of bounds at the one yard line. Wow. Yeah, and then with like a minute left and Seattle having no timeouts, San Francisco just took two knees instead of punching it in for the cover. I bet I bet you were just biting your nails off, weren't you? Uh, no, I, I, I knew as soon as he got pushed out of bounds that they were going to take a knee. Well, it was a pretty but, close you know, game, though. It wasn't a snoozer. For that, for that five seconds he was running down the field, I was like, oh, come on, get there, get there. And alas, he did not. No, the Niners dominated the game. There was nothing close about it except when they got within eight with three minutes to go. But the Seahawks are a real sinking ship. But hey, uh, well, we're not going to talk about them really because the game's already happened. But you know, you can talk about what do you think? What? Uh, how do you? How far do you see the 49ers going? I see them more than likely going to the. NFC Championship game. 
I mean, yeah. the Vikings are a dark horse. The Lions are a, I don't know what you'd call it, the uh, high handicap horse that people bet on. The dark horse. That's what I'm looking for. I, I like Detroit. You think the Lions are going to make the playoffs? I think so. I think they're going to mm. sneak in with a wild card and shock they're, some uh, people. They're plus 300 to make the playoffs right now. Yeah. It wouldn't be a bad so, bet if you got the money to lose, you know, and it's not going to I mean, they've got to win three out of four. Actually, uh, the time to bet it, probably odds probably went down just a little bit with Seattle losing. I mean, not that that wasn't expected. They were supposed to lose to San Francisco, but... Yeah, if Detroit can win three out of four, they'll finish nine and eight. And they've got to finish ahead of Seattle and either the Giants or Commanders. Which right now everybody thinks the Commanders are better than the Giants. I could easily see the Giants losing three of their last four. And Seattle losing possibly two of their last three. The... uh, the difficult thing there, if you're Detroit, is that uh, Seattle does own the tiebreaker by virtue of beating Detroit head-to-head way back in week four. So if Seattle can win two of their last three, then it's going to make it really difficult for Detroit unless they just completely run the table, which, yeah, they've looked good recently, but, I mean, it is still Detroit. I right? think they can, man. I think the roar has been restored. That somebody went in with a pooper scooper and cleaned out that litter box and put some fresh litter in there. And I, th- dude, I, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I think they're going to the playoffs. But what game do you want to start with here on Sunday or Saturday? Actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, three Saturday games on the docket. Uh, let's start with the first game, the Indianapolis Colts. My wife's Indianapolis Colts traveling to your U.S. Bank Stadium to take on your purple people eaters. They don't really have the purple people eater defense this year. but uh, No, they have no defense rate, whatsoever. Yeah, minor, minor hitch in their giddy up there. But the uh, Vikings are a four-point favorite at home. Now, it's been several weeks since you've said the Vikes don't cover. <laughs> yeah, I still true. bring it up every week. Yeah. Will the Vikes cover this week, Mike? I, I think so. I think they're stung from last week. They were licking their wounds. They were going over tape. <clears throat> Excuse me, going over tape. And I think Cousins is going to lead this team to a victory. I mean, it's, they're going to have to rely on the offense because the defense is just a wide-open gate. They let everybody in. So that offense is going to have to go out there and just nut all over the Colts for like right. 50 points well, in order to win. Well, the Colts are only averaging uh, <clears throat> about 18 points a game. So may not need 50 to beat them. But, yeah, I'm with you on this one. I think the Vikes will probably bounce back. Of course, I think I was on the Vikes last week. I'm real tired of people uh, blaming Cousins. The man had 400-plus yards and two touchdowns last week, and they still found a way to lose. That defense 
should be fucking ashamed of itself. Justin Jefferson had over 200 yards receiving, for God's sakes. I mean, come the fuck on. Man up, man up Vikings defense and do something. Well, you know, but is it the Vikings defense or is it the Detroit Lions offense that you believe in? I mean, the Lions offense is good, but they're not that goddamn good. I mean, come on. They only scored 34. I mean, why with those gaudy numbers, how does Cousins pass for over 400 and the Vikings only scored 23 points? Were there turnovers? Is that what it was? I didn't see. I didn't. I think there were a couple, but whatever. We don't need to dwell on it. What's the next one? Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Sands, Lamar Jackson, and possibly also Sands, Tyler Hundley. Going with a third-string quarterback, it would seem likely, against the uh, Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Right now, Cleveland is a three-point favorite at home. Uh... Yeah, I don't know in this one. I I don't like either of these teams right now. Obviously, uh, Baltimore still fighting to win the division, though. I think uh, even if they do falter in Cleveland, I think Baltimore keeps it close. I don't see them getting blown out by this Cleveland team. So I'll take the three points and the Ravens. What say you, Mike? I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to go right. with the Browns in a shocker. All right, you got them. Next up, the Miami Dolphins are at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is a touchdown favorite at home. Mike, will they cover? I got to say yes. I wasn't impressed with what I saw out of Miami last Sunday night. They looked confused. Tua Tagliovia or Tagliovoa or Taglio something or other just did not look good. And he's got to get it together if he's going to push Miami deep into the playoffs. And you don't get better and get well against probably the best team in the NFL, being the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills are going to stomp the fish and cover pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, interesting thing with Miami, it seemed like last before last week at 8-4, and four, they were a foregone conclusion to make the playoffs. But now after the loss to San Diego as I like to call them. Uh, and the schedule ahead of them, they've got, I believe they've got all three division opponents left on the calendar in the final four weeks. Uh, I've heard talk about people fading them on even making the playoffs at all, that they could uh, lose three of their last four and, and be on the outside looking in. Uh, I've heard that uh, Tago Veloa has... Really not played any cold weather games. I don't, didn't look that up to verify it, but it is outside in Buffalo in December. I think uh, Buffalo is going to roll and cover the spread as well. Yeah, I don't think he's any good in the snow. Next up, we'll have the uh, Philadelphia Eagles heading to Soldier Field to take on the hapless three and eleven Chicago Bears. Three and eleven, three and ten. How does it feel? Three and ten. How does it feel to be a Bears fan right now? Aren't you embarrassed? Well, you know, there's optimism for the future. I mean, oh Fields my God, is, why Fields do you give me that? Don't give me that tired ass old line. Well, we're you know well, we're there, not trying to win there any is. games. I mean, we're 
We're just well, trying we're to get not, good draft picks, you know. It well, doesn't we've been matter. eliminated from mathematical playoff contention. So, you know, obviously we don't feel good about this season. Show me a little pride, Compared Bears. to where we were at the end of last season, Fields looks a lot better. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, is, uh, is he gonna specific play? to this game that we're talking about, the Bears... Bears are a nine-point underdog at home, and I'm going to actually pick the Bears to cover and stay within single digits. I don't expect them to win this game, but uh, I expect them to somehow keep it close. I'm going to say fly, Eagles fly. They are going to drop a big bird turd right on Soldier Field. (laughs) They are crushing it lately. They are a locomotive that's just out of control. Like something, the throttle is broken, and that thing is just screaming down the rails. Give me the Eagles in a laugher. Did you did you hear that the uh, Bears are considering building a new dome stadium to replace Soldier Field? Well, that's going to be all kinds of new, fresh jokes if they do that. I mean, they used to be kind of hard. You know, they were the monsters of the midway. They played outside. They were the tough guys. Yeah. Tough guys in a kinda, tough guy town. Kind of like another team that uh, I used to follow. Right. But now they want to go out and get their get themselves a little fruitcake dome. That That's fitting. They suck. They're going to suck. Go get your dome and suck in the dome. Yeah. You're familiar with teams uh, going from outside to sucking in a dome, right? (laughs) (laughs) I am familiar with that. Yeah. All right, next up, we've got the uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cowboys on the road are a four-point favorite. What say you? You know what? The Jags are trying to make the playoffs somehow, and they're in a pretty weak division, aren't they? Well, they they kind of are. Like, the interesting thing is that a week ago, Tennessee could have clinched the, the division with a win over Jacksonville. Now, you know, the way the tiebreaker works, uh, I mean, Jacksonville's two games behind them. They meet again in week 18. If Jacksonville can just make up one more game over the next three weeks, then Tennessee and Jacksonville will be playing for the division title in week 18. Uh, it's still a little bit of a stretch because Jacksonville's got Dallas and I think the Jets on their schedule in the next couple weeks. But uh, anything's possible there. Uh, Jacksonville, yeah, they're five and eight. Cowboys are ten and three. But uh, what do you think? You think Jacksonville can? Uh, I think so. Pull something out of Houston's playbook from last week. I they, think so. They, they kept the score to a four-point margin, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Cowboys. No, yeah, yeah. I like so Jacksonville. You- they got something to play for. Dallas is going to start cruising now because that's what they do. Yeah, give me Jacksonville. Why not? I don't know if they're going to cover. They'll cover the spread. I don't know if they're going to win, though. But it's going to be close. Well, I'm going to say this. I didn't uh, watch the game last week, but seeing how Dallas – only got out of Houston with a four-point victory. I think that's going to be a little bit of a wake-up call for them, and I think they're not going to mess around in Jacksonville, and I think they're going to blow them out double digits. I'll take Dallas and lay the four points. All right. 
Kansas City Chiefs. They go into Houston to take on the aforementioned Texans. And instead of being a 17-point underdog, like I believe they were last week, this week the uh, the Texans are only a 14-point dog against Kansas City. We uh, we all took we all took Houston last week, and they covered. Will they cover this week against the Chiefs? 14 points, Mike. No, no. The Chiefs. You like Houston? The Chiefs are going to do their tomahawk chop that they stole from the Atlanta Braves. Are they are they playing in Houston or KC? They're in Houston. Oh, okay. Well, I think the Chiefs fans travel well, and you're going to have a lot of those Chiefs fans doing their their uh, Atlanta Braves tomahawk chop throughout the game, and they are going to absolutely destroy the Texans. They are going to destroy that hole like nobody's business. Give me the Chiefs in a laugher. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to stay true to my mantra that these double-digit spreads are too high, and I expect the Chiefs to to win this game easily, but I think Houston keeps it you know, in the 10 to 12-point range. So I'll take the two touchdowns with the Texans. Plus, the Chiefs are playing for their seventh straight AFC West title. I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to stomp their guts out, dude. Well, more importantly, I mean, because I think that AFC West title is a foregone conclusion. They're trying to keep pace with Buffalo to get that coveted number one seed in a first round bye. Although uh, Buffalo does have a tiebreaker, the tiebreaker on them. So Chiefs are going to need Buffalo to stumble. But yeah, they will definitely try to certainly keep pace there. But I think it stays within two touchdowns. All right. We talked a little bit about the Detroit Lions. They are at the New York J-E-T-S Jets Jets. And this line, I think earlier in the week, was uh, even Pickham. But uh, looks like I think Mike White is supposed to play under center for the Jets. And the line has floated towards the Jets. They are now a a one-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, this is a tough one for me. I don't know if, uh, I, I don't think Detroit's going to keep up what they've been doing the last four weeks every week, but is this the week they stumble? And of course, this is a huge game for the Jets trying to get back into the wild card picture. They're, uh, in a virtual tie with the Patriots, but, uh, they'd be on the outside right now based on tiebreaker. Uh... I think the Jets. I think the Jets win this game. Detroit's been a better team at home than on the road, um, especially Jared Goff's numbers. I think he. I think I heard today he's got 22 touchdowns at home, and only two touchdown passes on the road. So I think the Jets will win, and uh, I'll hope they don't win by just a point. So I'll lay the point and a half. What about you, Mike? Give me Dan Campbell and his Lions. I think they're fired up. I think Goff is over the hump, and he's gonna he's gonna have a great day. White's getting over broken ribs. 
Then he like yeah. get hit like three times and went out three times, and then they took him to a an ER last well, week. Well, I don't think I don't think anything was broken, but I guess I I heard he took some very vicious hits, and yeah, they did stop by the hospital before they left town stop just to make sure <laughs> everything was in place, no punctured, lacerated organs or anything. But so he checked out okay, and he's been practicing. So uh, I'm sure their line will be trying to trying to protect him well so that will be a key to the game but yeah I, i'm on the jets on this one you're on the lions so we'll see how that turns out we will see sir all right next up we've got the pittsburgh steelers heading south to carolina to take on the panthers panthers are a three-point favorite at home and of course the panthers have been kind of dismissed uh for much of the year and they are 5-8, and eight, but uh, they're only a game out of first place in that pathetic NFC South. So, And with another, with another date with the Buccaneers on the schedule, I believe, in two weeks, Carolina actually controls their own destiny. If I know, I read that. win out or keep pace, at least with Tampa, and then win at Tampa, they'll have the division. Yeah. Give me those. So what Panthers. do you think? Give me those Panthers. Darnold you is two and zero. Yeah, he's two and zero since coming back. They got a shot at the playoffs. He wants the job next year, I'm sure, so he can cash in. Yeah, give me the Panthers. They got something to play for. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh on this one. Uh, I think the I think Carolina more than likely is gonna win, but I think Pittsburgh they just you know. They haven't had a very successful season, but they seem to keep a lot of games fairly close. Uh, so I think they'll, they'll they'll cover the three points here, if not pull off the upset. All right. Uh, speaking of the NFC South, we've got a big division matchup there to see who ends up in the cellar. The Falcons head into New Orleans to take on the Saints. Falcons are actually five and eight. Saints are four and nine. Saints are a four-point favorite at home. Uh, well, the Falcons really—I think it's people looked at them and thought that they could be the team that actually takes advantage of Tampa Bay struggles and slips into the first-place spot. But week after week, they just keep losing whenever Tampa Bay does. And I've kind of written them off. Uh, they they benched Marcus Mariota, and now he's having some type of surgery. They're putting in a rookie. I think his name's Desmond Ritter. Who cares? <clears throat> well, make a pick. No, this is my buzzer of the week, dude. This is my game show <laughs> buzzer. I'm hitting it now. And over and again and again. And I'll hit the Price is Right loser thing. Nobody cares about this game. Nobody. So I'm just going to pick. Except how- Vegas. Yeah, well, they can, yeah. I'm going to pick however you pick. There. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a lot of pressure. Yep. My pick is your pick. Whatever you like. Who did uh, well, the Saints were on by last week? So they've had two weeks to think about how they blew that late 16-3 to lead against Tampa Bay in week 13. I think that uh, they're still going to be smarting from that. Uh, Atlanta's going to come in with the rookie quarterback and 
I'll admit I don't know jack shit about him, but I, I think he's going to have a decent day. I'll go with Atlanta. All right, me too. I can't wait to not watch that. All right, next up, moving to the uh, late afternoon window. The New England Patriots, who are now currently sitting, I believe, in the seventh seed to make the playoffs in the AFC, they head to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, who are 5-8. and eight. And not mathematically eliminated, but uh, pretty unlikely to surge into the playoffs. Raiders are a one-and-a-half point favorite at home. What do you think, Mike? I know the Patriots stayed out west in Arizona for the week. And so they're going to oh, be yeah? rested. They got some sun. They got some tans. They're out there How running that around. How the Dolphins? Dolphins stayed out west before their game with the Chargers last week. Yeah, but see, they don't appreciate it. They don't appreciate it like these Pats do. You know, they live right. in a cold weather state. The Dolphin guys, you know, they get the great weather all the time. But these guys are out there sunning themselves, getting drunk, banging broads, having a, the time of their <laughs> lives. They're going to be relaxed. They're going to go into the city of sin, and they are going to sodomize the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are a lost cause this year. I don't know what's going on there. Hopefully they figure it out in the offseason. Well, you know, what? Yeah. you know what's going on? Is Baker freaking Mayfield, man? What does he have just to like do with Bra- this game? Just like Brady brought back the uh, the Buccaneers against the Saints from a sixteen three deficit in the last few minutes, Baker Mayfield brought back the Rams against the Raiders last week. I know he did. Erasing a sixteen to three deficit in the last three and a half minutes or so. Yeah, I mean, if, if that didn't happen, the Raiders are 6-7, and seven, and they actually have a, a legit shot at squeaking their way into the playoffs. Yeah, but Baker Mayfield That's- came in and nutted all over them. Baker right. Mayfield. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, that's what's going on with the Raiders. Lost cause, Pats. All and I think, yeah, I think the Raiders are going to be down in the mouth, still smarting from that uh, Baker Mayfield showing and yeah, the, they ought all to be. the reasons you said about New England, I, I think they'll roll in this one. That defensive coordinator that, for the Raiders should have been fired after that. I'm actually surprised that the, the Patriots are an underdog. I would recommend uh, taking the Patriots on the money line where you can actually get uh, a positive return. Well, even money at least. Better than paying the juice with the spread. So that's my lock of the week, personally. Patriots money line. Next up, we've got the Arizona Cardinals. Who got defeated by the New England Patriots last week. They're heading to Denver to take on the Broncos. Broncos, probably the first time in a long time, they've been a favorite. They are a three-point favorite at home. Uh, I think Arizona is uh, done for. I mean, obviously, Kyler Murray's out for the season. Um, I think Denver's kind of playing for pride at this point, trying to prove that they're not as bad as they've looked all year. I think they'll continue the momentum from their late to late comeback that fell short, of course, against Kansas City last week, and I think they'll cover in this one. What do you think, Mike? This is another buzzer. I rarely do this, but... 
Nobody watched this. No one. Nobody cares. Nobody. Russell Wilson had the snot kicked out of him last week. I mean, I saw the the video of him laying there on the field. He didn't even know what planet he was on. I I, I find it really hard to believe he's going to come in and and perform well. He hasn't performed well really all he year. He still managed to didn't he still manage to throw three touchdowns to Jerry Judy? Not after he got smacked. He was out of the game, and they put in uh, Rippin's nephew, Mark Rippin's nephew. Uh, what's his name? Dylan Rippin or something? I don't know. I don't know, but they put that stiff in. No, I don't like. I don't like the Broncos at all. Give me Arizona. Okay, you got him. I I think Russell Wilson's playing, but I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. You think he think he's still gonna be hurting? I think so. All right, moving on. The Cincinnati Bengals, red hot Bengal Cats. Going into, is it still Raymond James Stadium? Where the Buccaneers? I think it's Tom Brady Field these days. I think they renamed it. Buccaneers are a three and a half point dog. What do you think? I think that. What do you like? I know that Tom Brady holds Joe Burrow in high regard. He thinks he's a great young player. He takes him seriously, obviously. But I think here's a problem with Brady. Ever ever since he got divorced and started going through that process, he's been out banging broads left and right, all over the place, in his house, in bathrooms, in his car. He's out there sowing his oats at 40, what is he, 45 years old? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's hyper-focused on winning games. I think he's hyper-focused on getting laid. And I've bet against the Bengals a few times and uh, been educated. So this time, uh, give me the Bengal Cats. You got them. Let's see where to go on this one. Uh, I mean, I think the Bengals win the game. Do they cover more than a field goal? That's tough. I I want to say I want to say they do, but I'm not real confident on it. I think what I'd look at is the the 44 and a half over under number and lean towards the under. Cincinnati's defense has been playing better lately, and Tampa Bay is garbage. They can't score till late in the game. When Brady leads a miraculous comeback that will fall short this time, hopefully. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll take Cincinnati in the points, but I'll also uh, recommend the under 41 and a half for a bonus pick. All right. The final late afternoon game of the week. Tennessee Titans at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are favored by a field goal. This is a interesting one here. You know, the Chargers seem like they've been kind of up and down all year. That wild card spot is just there for the taking. If they just beat teams that they should beat and they're favored by a field goal this week, which probably means that they may come out and lay an egg somehow. Uh, I think Tennessee 
I think Tennessee's going to get off the schneid this week. They've lost, uh, what, three in a row. And I think they they kind of finally realized that the division that was pretty much all wrapped up three weeks ago is now in jeopardy. I think they're going to figure out a way to win this game outright. So I'll take Tennessee plus three. Where's your head at, head, head at on this the, one there, The Mike? Chargers did look really good last week. Their defense stepped it up. But uh, you're right about Tennessee being backed into a corner. And they got Henry. He already has 1,100 rushing yards this year. He's a, he's a second in yards in the league. Yeah, he's going to be in there with a head of steam. Give me Tennessee. All right, we've been burned on Tennessee in recent weeks, but hopefully this isn't the one. Hopefully this turns it around. Uh, Sunday night football, big NFC East showdown. The New York football giants heading to Washington where the commanders are taking on the giants for the second game in a row after having a bye week last week. Of course, we all remember they battled to a tie two weeks ago. They're both tied at uh, seven, five, and one in the standings. The winner of this game, assuming it doesn't end in a tie, will not only take a one-game lead, trying to hold that uh, that wild card spot. They'll also hold a tiebreaker. So essentially, the loser of this game is in big trouble, and the winner is likely on a path to the playoffs. Vegas has the Commanders as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Mike, do you think they cover that? I do. I think Washington has a lot of momentum. I think whatever magic the Giants pull out of their ass and won those seven games with is gone. Saquon Barkley's come back to earth. He's not looking like the all-pro these last few weeks. So, yeah, give me the Commanders to win this one. Hopefully by more than four. And if I were if I were betting the money line, which I wouldn't because the return's not great at uh, I believe it's minus two twenty, I would take the commanders. But with a four and a half point spread, I'm gonna count on the Giants to make a game out of this. I think uh, the commanders are the better team at this point, but I think four and a half is a kind of a big number for a uh, a division show, show down there that I think is going to be low scoring in a close game. What's going so on with your microphone? Are you points. rubbing it against your beard? <coughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. Fix that. Yeah, it's getting very just ten like. Oh no, I don't want that. No. So yeah, I'll take the Giants plus the four and a half points. All right, very good. Last game. And- bring- oh, you know what? You didn't even do your song. Oh shit. Well, then I'll do a Monday Night Football thing. Uh, Are you ready for some Monday Night Football? Yeah. Are you ready for some Monday Night Football? Who's playing anyway, Paul? Just throw it in there real quick. Los Angeles Rams at Green Bay Packers. The Rams and the Packers are going to play in the Cheese Bowl. I got my banjo out and my crack pipe in hand. Sit down with me and watch these two teams play. <laughs> well, this could be the Rams' last stand. 
uh, you know, they're still in playoff contention at four and nine. Oh, get Mathematically, they haven't been eliminated. So, you know, the Packers at five and eight, I mean, they got to be thinking they've really got a chance. Uh, and, you know, Baker, I mean, I don't know. I haven't checked the weather forecast for Monday night in Green Bay. Uh, I suppose the, the weather is going to be a little bit of a rude awakening for Baker compared to the cozy confines of SoFi Stadium. I don't expect uh, the Packers to lose this game, but yeah, I will uh, I will take the Rams to cover the seven points. Uh, so will I. I'll go, I'll go along. Well, you know what? You know what? No, I'm not. I, don't, I have 20 degrees on Monday in Green Bay. I don't care. I think Baker Mayfield is running around with an erection after what he did last week, and he's going he's gonna to be rolling in the Green Bay with a full flexor that's throbbing. And I just don't think the Packers give a shit anymore this year. So I like the Rams to win, but I just don't think they're going to cover. So give me the Packers. Well, the Rams are a seven-point underdog. So, oh. <laughs> so if you like them to win, then you. Wait a minute. Let me, let me think here. <laughs> Dang it! Getting tired. So I'm on I'm the Rams sorry. plus seven. Yeah, give me the Rams. Give me the Rams. It'll be a close one within three. All right. Well, as it turns out, we've only got. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. We've only got seven picks in common. The Vikings minus four against the Colts. The Falcons plus four against the Saints. The Patriots minus one and a half at the Raiders. The Bengals plus three and a half at Tampa Bay. Tennessee plus three at the Chargers. And the Rams plus seven at Green Bay. Those are your wisecracking two-way locks for the week. Well, you know what to do. Let's put them on a parlay, and I'll send you 10 bucks. Okay, that should be a really good uh, payout on that <laughs> seven-way. Yeah, why not? Hey, uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks a lot for listening. Don't forget to get out there and check out our YouTube channel and TikTok and reach out on Twitter. We're out there. If you're listening on Apple, make sure you rate and give us a review, even if it's a bad review. I want to get some kind of feedback from this audience. You can reach us if you prefer email at wisecrackingwithwinter at yahoo.com. All right. Thanks a lot for listening. And if you're not a huge fan of Just 10, I hope you enjoyed this episode then. (laughs) Right? Well, hey. You know, I doubt he's going to listen to it anyway. So it's not. Like I mean, the people have hurt. spoken via via their email. So well, then he better step it up. That's all I got to say about him. So, all right, say good night, Paul. Good night, Paul. <laughs> <laughs>